Welcome, listener, to Discussing Marvel, a Moon Knight after show. I am your host, Irving, along with your other host, Eddie. And today we are discussing the season finale of Moon Knight titled Gods and Monsters. And the official synopsis of the episode is, as Moon Knight joins the fray, Mark, Steven, and Khonshu must work together to stop Amit. So, Eddie, what are your first impressions of this season finale? Uh, my first impressions, spoiler free, I feel like it was everything I expected a Marvel show to have. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. What about you? I'm going to say that for the first time, I feel like they stuck the landing. Was it perfect? No. But when I first saw the runtime of 42 minutes, I believe it's the shortest episode of the season. (laughs) I look over at Jeff and I go, how are they going to fix everything in 42 minutes? They have so many things they need to tie up. Mm-hmm. And they did. And the things they didn't tie up don't really matter. They're just like, I just want to know. But it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So I am with you in that it was definitely, it was a good, it was a good ending for a season. So I'm glad that we got it. I'm glad that we're not disappointed. And I'm glad that it's kind of self-contained. I was expecting it to be like, oh, here we go. Um, Multiverse of Madness is this weekend, so here's here you guys go. Here's a, a little a little taste of that, and they didn't do that, so I'm grateful for that. Same. They really did just stay within that world, so that 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 was cool. And now that we have our first impressions out of the way, this is a part in the episode where we give our mandatory spoiler warning for Moon Knight Episode 6, Gods and Monsters. And with that, let's take it from the top. The episode opens at Alexander the Great's tomb, and we see that Harold gets a hold of Amit's Ushapti. And we see that his little scale balancing cane becomes an axe. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I thought that was all we were going to get when it came to Amit, that we were never going to see Amit. And it was just going to be a really powerful weapon. Same. And I am interested in fi- finding out how these gods can still use their, I guess, powers if they're entrapped in their little figures. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the questions that was left unanswered is, how come Amit was able to have her millennium piece out in the world and still have powers. But the minute Khonshu was taking out of the way, his ceremonial garb was like gone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is definitely things like that. And how come none of the other avatars have anything that they could use to defend themselves? Yeah. And I do wonder if the gods know that if we give these little brats, anything with power, we're going to regret it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it can't be a coincidence that the only two that have anything power-like is the ones that go out and kill people. Yeah, or the evil <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if the other gods just don't feel the need to give their avatars anything. But I just I do think that we don't know 
how this scale now acts, has power, where the power comes from, and where did Harrow find it? Mm-hmm. But all those things could be answered in season two. So if we see it through the lens of, I don't think it's over, I don't mind that there's still questions unanswered. Yes. Because it'd be like, okay, where did he get it? Who knew about these things? Uh, you know, who else is trying to get a hold of items? So, because we don't even know where that axe ended up. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot that they can pull from and a lot that they still have to work with. We get to see the axe in action and it's like the master sword. It like takes out 20 people at once and I am here for it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) It was cool how out of everybody, there was only one that was left. And I was curious to see what kind of deaths are justified because I'm pretty sure Harold's people have killed people. Yeah. If they go around with guns, like, are you allowed to kill someone and still be, like, balanced? Or how does this work? Or since they were already judged, do they feel like, oh, well, I was judged and I was balanced. So this kill that I'm now going to do, it's not going to affect me because the scales told me that I am perfect until I die. (laughs) Yes. And that's... That's bad. (laughs) It truly is. Okay, I love when Tauret started talking to Layla through the dead bodies. It was very unnerving, but hilarious at the same time. It it was so good. (laughs) The acting that the actors had to do to play dead and extremely animated was kind of strange, but I liked it. I digged it. Yeah. Tawaret tells Layla that she needs to break Khonshu out and that she needs to head to the Great Pyramid. So when they do make it there, we see that all the avatars are there and now they're like, oh, I think we messed up. I think they were (laughs) right. Like, oh my God, we're so short-sighted. Like, is it us? Are we the drama? (laughs) And then we see Hera take them out, and we don't even get to see it. I was so mad. Yeah. I feel like they don't show us any of the deaths in this show. And, I mean, can it be that bad? <laughs> we then see that Hera finally releases Amit. To whom do I owe my gratitude? Your humble disciple, my goddess. To whom you owe nothing. Your scales lack balance. I understand. I had hoped my penance might correct my imbalance, but I see now that's impossible. I accept the scales regardless of the outcome. They lack balance because of what lies ahead of you. Then we must spare the world the pain I will cause. I willingly submit. What lies ahead of you is your service to me. How may I serve you in death? Your death is delayed. I once relied on a servant whose scales balanced perfectly. In exchange, I was bound to stone for 2,000 years. I have disciples all over the world whose scales balance perfectly awaiting your command. They are worthy, my goddess. But you are the one who set me free. You are the avatar that I need. Serve me, and you will find peace. Okay, Amit is pretty cool. Yeah, she is not salty that Alexander the Great (laughs) entrapped her. (laughs) I mean, I for once welcome our Amit overlord. And if she spares me, I can help with the rounding of others. (laughs) No, but I was definitely happy that we got to see her and not just a fancy axe, as I thought it was going to be. I love that they give them hair. Because it just gives them a cool realism to the character. Yeah. And she's and she's like 12 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that we didn't get to see none of the other gods, to be honest. 
I am actually happy we got to see at least three in the show. <laughs> True, but even like I was hoping to see at least Osiris. Yeah. But whatever. They only have a budget for so many gods. We see that Layla releases Khonshu. And to be honest, I would have broken every single one of those Ushaptis. I would have been like, we can use as much help as we can get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We see that Khonshu doesn't send Mark anymore. And he goes into this cute little speech about needing an avatar and trying to con Layla into agreeing. And I love that she stands up to him. Yeah. Do you think this is the first time in like 4,000 years that someone has told them no? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking that if anyone was at a point in life where they're at their worst, and a giant bird man came and was like, hey, you, you want a job? I would have been like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she agrees, but she's not going to be enslaved to him. So it's more of a partnership. Yeah. And he, he has no choice. We cut to the field of reeds and Mark is speaking with Towerette. And he makes a comment about how it's peaceful and quiet. And she tells him that it's everything that he's ever wanted because it's nothing that he's ever had. And that really hurt. Yeah. We see that Mark decides to return for Stephen. Even though that means he can't return to the field of reeds. From the moment you arrived. Way back then, we were so young. You saved me. I survived because I knew I wasn't alone. You were always there, alive, full of hope. And I tried to protect that, and I failed. I couldn't protect you. But you didn't abandon me. You didn't abandon me. And all of that, all of that field back there was looking there. It's looking pretty good. There's no way in hell I'm going to abandon you. You are the only real superpower I ever had. An act of true love thought of frozen heart. <laughs> That's the exact same thing I thought when I, I was watching this. <laughs> this was very sweet, though. I love that Mark has accepted Stephen, and uh, I think that's why their hearts kind of merge. It looks like they merged together, like they were in two separate hearts. It looked like it became one. Yes, because which makes sense because as the episode goes on, they kind of switch back and forth. Yeah, and here it's like, no, I am you, you are me, there is no original. We're both part of each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's very beautiful. But that's because um, I'm a helpless romantic and I find Mark and Steven both extremely attractive. <laughs> <laughs> we see that Khonshu and Amit are fighting and it looks pretty cool. I love when she body slams him with her hair. So I'm hoping she becomes a new character in Smash. Yeah. I love, too, that she tells Khonshu that time has not aged him well because Khonshu looks like a freaking skeleton. <laughs> yeah, and... he has no skin on his bones. He's all bones. Yeah. And it makes sense now because... She has been imprisoned for 2,000 years, and he's been murdering for 2,000 years. <laughs> yeah, I also wonder if it's because he's also been in our realm the entire time. Meanwhile, the other gods have been not in our realm, and they've been in their own realm, 
and they just communicate to their avatars. Yeah. So that's kind of like their night routine to stay forever young. <laughs> it's that oxygen. That oxygen will age you. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, Mark and Steven are running to make it back to our world because the gates have been opened. And according to Tauret, it's because Osiris is an old softie. And I think this would have been a good point to at least kind of show us who Osiris is. Yeah. I just wanted more gods. I wanted all the gods. I'm sorry. <laughs> we then see that Mark and Steven make it back to their body. And I thought that was a really cool resurrection clip, to be honest. Yeah, it was really cool seeing them come back to life. I love when you kind of see like a quick montage of his life flashing before his eyes because we were so invested in these characters that it's kind of like a oh look at the last six weeks flash before my eyes <laughs> we see that he becomes moon knight once again and he finally gets to reunite with Konshu. Konshu, i knew you'd miss me Layla turned you down, didn't she? Amit has been freed. I was not strong enough to stop her. Mark Spector, I need your help. Uh, just curious about something. How's this whole new arrangement going to work then? Even Grant, I was not speaking to you. Yeah, all right, but we do come as like a package deal now, so you are going to have to deal with me. And we do just save your life, so you're welcome for that. <laughs> but I do, I do think that you should answer my question, though. How's this deal going to work? You would negotiate now, with so much at stake? <laughs> well, we did learn from the best, you silly old bird. I will release you both. You have my word. Mm, I like the sound of that. Good. Glad we got that all sorted out. Um, now how the heck are we going to get to Cairo? You forget, little worm. I am still the god of the night sky! Oh, all right. You know what? I think you can take this one, Mark. Hurry up, idiots! I love Steven so much. Yeah, he's such a dork, but I love it. <laughs> well, what's interesting is before when he would speak, there was kind of like a a reservation to him and the way he would talk. But now he's more confident. It's technically like a brand new voice that Oscar Isaac is doing for this confident Steven. Yeah. And this is the Steven I would go out with, not the other one. The other one had too many problems, and it just wasn't going to work out. This one, on the other hand, he can get it. <laughs> when he said, silly old bird, all I could think about was Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, that had to have been on purpose, right? Yeah, for sure. And I also like that Steven now, he knows his limits and his limitations. And he's like, you know what, um, Mark, you can take it from here. Let's, let's tap. And that shot of him jumping into the sky and kind of doing an eclipse of the moon. Oh, it's those shots that I live for. Yeah, it was so good. We see that Layla learns that they need to imprison Amit in a mortal form in the chambers. And that they're going to need more avatars. So... I find it interesting that the prison can basically be anything. And by doing it in a mortal body, they can essentially kill her, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. Because what's the difference between killing the body and breaking the Ushapti? Like, mm -hmm. right? Like, couldn't, wouldn't it kind of be the same? Like, if you kill the body, it's like breaking it? Yeah. So I don't know how these rules are, but I think I'm just reading too much into it. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? We see that Layla speaks to Tauret. And I love that. I love that everyone basically gets to play multiple characters in this season. Yeah, it was so good. And the excitement that Tauret has, I would kill. To be Tower Red's avatar out of all the Same. gods, to be honest. <laughs> she's, she's 
She's the most fun. Yeah, and she's the most excited. She's like, I haven't had an avatar in ages, and I have the most fabulous costume in mind. It's vintage. You're going to love it. (laughs) The minute she said that, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait. This better not be a post credit scene, and we better see this in the show. Yeah. We see that Harold releases a signal, and... Basically, his followers all of a sudden have the ability to judge everybody. So I'm trying to figure out how that works. If the tattoo has magic properties, and if it does, how and who did it? Yeah, that is true. I love that Amit all of a sudden becomes a giant Godzilla-like monster. Because... It's one of those things where we, it's easy to say, where are the rest of the Avengers? Mm-hmm. Like, we had that with Eternals, too, where it's like, hey, um, you can't ignore this, guys. You know that it's all over social media and all over the internet that a giant gator is destroying Cairo. <laughs> yes. Unless it's... Yeah, because everyone sees it, right? Or... Do they acknowledge it? I'm still trying to remember if like if it's just one of those things where only the people that can see them are the ones that know. Yeah, like the jackals. That's true, because. When Conchu would appear in the beginning of the show, only. Mark or Steven could see him, so. And with the jackals, know. only Steven could see it. So um, mm-hmm. I know that they saw the the purple magic, but they didn't really react to Ahmed and Khonshu fighting. So it was probably that. I think I just answered my own question. <laughs> well, we finally see Layla come out and she is wearing her Scarlet Scarab costume And, Eddie, when I saw those wings come out, I screamed. (laughs) It was so good. The, this is going to be the It costume for Halloween. I can already see it. We're going to see a bunch of Wanda's, and we're going to see a bunch of Scarlet Scarabs, and I am here for it. We finally make it to our season finale battle, and it's Jumbo, Amit, and Khonshu fighting along with Moon Knight and Harrow fighting. How did you feel that Harrow didn't really get a costume or any, like, changes once he became Ahmed's avatar? I was a little disappointed because it would have been cool to have him have his villainous costume, but I don't know why they decided not to have it. Yeah, because it did look a little goofy seeing Moon Knight and Harrow running towards each other down the side of the pyramid with him in his jammies and his chanclas. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me. It It just looked a little weird. Even if it was like a vest or something. Like, give the boy something. How are you supposed to sell toys when the doll is just wearing chanclas and jammies? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love that he can fly, though. There, I think we need more heroes that are able to fly without, like, a mechanical suit. Yeah. And I love that even when he flies, his cape doesn't, like, fold back. It kind of looks like a, like, a, like a jet. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's a pretty nice touch to always have that moon outline yeah as he flies around because you know what he is the moon he's sailor moon (laughs) we see that layla arrives and steven and mark are just fangirling the entire time they see her because she looks amazing and i love when steven tells her oh i can't wait to show you my new moves and she's like oh my god are you flirting stop (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's not wrong he does have some amazing fighting skills my favorite part was when steven throws like his stick 
and it flies around. And by the time it comes back, it's already Mark again. Yeah. So how did you feel about this fight compared to other season finale fights we've had with the Disney Plus shows? I thought it was one of the best. We got to see multiple fights going on. (laughs) We got to see the gods battling it out. We got to see Harrow's and Moon Knight fighting. And even Layla was there trying to help them out. We got this in WandaVision where where we saw Vision and White Vision fighting and Wanda and Agnes fighting. But that one was definitely more rushed than this. I feel like this was because we all expected it was a Marvel show. We're going to see a big battle at the end of the season. And I was expecting that, but they did this one so well. And it was something new mm-hmm. because seeing two giant gods fighting next to the pyramids was so cool. Yeah. I think what helped it was that it was one battle. It was Layla fighting alongside Moon Knight against Harrow. And you had Ahmed and Khonshu in the background, but their battle wasn't really important. Yeah. With WandaVision, we had, like you said, we had Vision and White Vision, Wanda and Agnes, and Monica and Jerkface, whatever his name was. So that's three battles that we're kind of keeping track of, and they all kind of need equal time, and that kind of could destroy the flow a little bit. Yeah. It's like giving three main courses, and you don't end up satisfied at the end. Even with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it felt a little the same because they were small, they were kind of split. Yeah. So with this one, having them all just be together... I think it really helped that they can really just zero in on the fight. And it was very cool choreographed. Yeah. And it made sense too that Lila was helping Moon Knight because obviously Emmett was a lot stronger because she was sucking the souls out of humans. (laughs) Yeah. We see that Harrow attacks a van of civilians. So Layla goes and rescues them. And when she rescues the little girl, well, she's not little. She's like a teenager. I love when she asks, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she's like, yeah. I love that. Because did that's... we just did we just get our first Egyptian superhero in the MCU? Yeah. And we need more different looking superheroes in the <laughs> MCU, Eddie. <laughs> it was so good. That was probably one of my favorite parts because... representation matters and it was nice that marvel pointed that out yeah because i mean let's be honest egyptian tales are old as cinema but they never cast people that look like the people that lived in that area so it just makes sense that finally we have like an egyptian superhero with egyptian powers yeah it was weird when Harrow tells Steven that if Amit was around to rule, that Randall would have been alive and safe. And at first, I didn't understand what he meant. But then when he says, because he would have gotten rid of you, the weed, I was like, oh, my God, Amit would have killed Mark when he was a kid. He would have taken his soul. Yeah. Before he could have taken Randall into the cave. Mm -hmm. And he he didn't even do that on purpose. So I don't know if it was just Harold playing mind tricks. Or if that was enough for Amit to condemn him to the sands. Yeah. What do you think it was? Do you think it was a true statement? Or Harold just playing mind tricks a little bit of both and it makes sense too because if mark wasn't around to go on that mission i feel like none of that would have happened so 
he's using it for his advantage. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it was more of a mind trick than anything. Because right after that, he kind of gets the upper hand. He Mm -hmm. is about to basically destroy Mark and the Moon Knight suit. And Layla is trapped by the car. And they're just shooting at her like point blank. Which is kind of crazy because I don't think we've seen something like that before. Yeah. And that's when we see Mark black out. And when he awakens, everybody's dead. There's ass and guts everywhere. (laughs) And I'm so mad that they don't show us these. I just want to see. (laughs) Same. But we know that, okay, at this point, they're going to have to tell about the third guy because they can't hide it anymore. They, we, saw, we, we saw the sarcophagus, and now Mark and Steven are like, that wasn't us, right? And even Layla was a little shook. She's like, what mm-hmm. the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's time to get Harold to the chamber because it's time to bind him to Amit. And it looks like they only need two avatars to do something this strong, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. I was hoping that it was going to be one of those things where a new set of five avatars would have shown up because that's how quickly these gods just go through these people. Like, they're just disposable. Yeah. But no, it didn't. It, that didn't happen. It was just them two. And it was kind of cool. It was a cool scene on how this magic works. Once the binding is complete, we then see that Khonshu asks Mark to finish the job. He lives. So too does she. I have to finish this. If not, I'll never be free. Mark! You have a choice. You are free. The choice is vengeance. We cannot take the chance that Amit finds a way out. She will kill again. I sound just like her. You want them dead? Do it yourself. Now release us. As you wish. Did you think he was going to do it? Um. Yes, but I. If he did, then I don't know where the story would go after this. I feel like, oh, I guess this is the end of Moon Knight. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely... I thought he was going to do it because it's the end of the season. But when I saw that he didn't do it, I was a little mad. Because I wanted him to do it. But the whole season has been Mark and Steven fighting the prison of their own mind. Mm -hmm. And to have Layla tell him, you are free. You're not a prisoner. You have a choice. Was very powerful. And it's what he needed to hear. It's the support that he needed. And that's, I think, why he decided not to go along with it. Because for the first time, someone was there to help him and tell him, no, you're not this. Yeah. We then cut to Dr. Harrell's office. But do you believe that Konshu and Ahmed are real? Do I? No. What if we disagree, Doc? No. What if we believe something different? 
Then our work here continues. For how long? How long is a piece of string? Yeah, you see that, don't you? Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, I see it. Why am I bleeding? Yeah, I don't... I don't think you know as much as you think you do. And while it is tempting to accept your diagnosis, Doc... We'd rather go save the world. Later, guys. This scene was crazy, to be honest. It was. I'm like, oh, great. It was all a dream, and <laughs> Moon Knight doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, why are we here? Is is this Breaking Dawn Part 2 again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your interpretation of what this whole psychiatric evaluation from Dr. Harrow represents? I feel like it's like... It's obviously in like a limbo. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like Harry Potter at the end of Harry Potter, where it's all in his head and he was at the Hogwarts Express. I feel like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like. It's a place where you can go and move on or you can go back and return to the real world so kind of yeah. like limbo okay what about you i think this was his kind of like his subconscious trying to decide who should be the one to be in the body because the entire time it's always either mark or steven that's being evaluated by Dr. Harrow. And it feels like he's trying to tell him, you need to choose which one are you? Are you Mark or are you Steven? And that's what he's trying to evaluate. And then when he sees that, hey, this guy who is telling me what to do and what to think and who I should be, he has blood on his hands. So why should I care? Yeah. And that's when he finally is able to be both at the same time and because it's the first time we see him be Mark and Steven without dropping a beat mm -hmm. which give Oscar Isaac the Oscar for God's sakes like he truly went to Juilliard <laughs> he really put in the work so I think that's what at least to me it represents is the the struggle of what do I do next and at the end he decides it's both of us. Yeah. That's why when he wakes up after this and we're like, oh, great. We're back to episode one. We see that, no, now there's two fishes in the fish tank and they're both living happily together. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the whole um, Professor Hulk where they're both together and they're both kind of living in harmony while still fighting yeah. like siblings. So I think that's what that whole psychiatric thing represented was just trying to evaluate what do I do? Who should I be? And then he realizes I've been listening to the wrong people this whole time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do what's best for myself. And he loves Steven and I love him for that. And we see that the episode just ends with him just being a hot mess tied to the bed. But we get our first mid credit scene of the entire season. Can't you? You can't hurt us. Yeah. You want to know something? Mark Spector truly believed that after he and I parted ways, I wanted his wife to be my avatar. Why would I ever need anybody else? And he has no idea how troubled he truly is. Meet my friend, Jake Lockley. Why did the 
wait. Eddie, if I get taken out by Oscar Isaac speaking to me in Spanish, he did no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when he showed up, and all you could see is the bottom half of his body, I was like, wait a minute. This is Urban Legends all over again. This is the bad guy. This is the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like I knew it was him, but... And that's why they were avoiding trying to show us. I'm like, it's going to be a surprise, but I know it's him. When he spoke in Spanish for the first time, I was like, yes, this is an amazing interpretation of a character. Because Mark clearly is Latino because we saw his, we met his mom. Mm -hmm. So... It makes sense that he would either know Spanish or Portuguese because I know the actress is Brazilian, but we still didn't really know what he was going to speak. But speaking a second language was probably on the table. And who knows? He might be able to speak a third one. Yeah. So having him speak Spanish, I thought was really cool because I was scared they were going to give him like an Irish accent or something like that. Yeah. And I did see a lot of content creators talk about how in some scenes of the show his accent changes so i don't know if it was mark this whole time or if it was jake talking yeah but now that we see that jake speaks in spanish well we can kind of know that okay the other one was probably just mark yeah because like even in the scene where he's in the office, the way that he pronounces Doc was kind of weird, but the subtitles would say Mark speaking, Steven speaking throughout yeah. that scene. So that kind of kind of helped me know what was going on. Yes. But yes, the Spanish was that was a very that was a very good touch. So, Eddie, where do we go next from here? I don't know. I feel like we have an endless, like, endless possibilities because now that we get introduced to Jake Lockley, he can actually be a villain without ruining mark and steven's reputation i guess uh-huh so that would be cool to see in a future marvel movie or show is moonlight actually being a villain or an anti-hero or anti-hero yeah one of the threads that's still out there is mark's partner that killed everyone and tried to kill him. Who is a actual character in the comics. I'm blanking his name. But he's still out there. So if Jake is vengeance. That's a vengeance that still needs to happen. Yeah. So there's a lot that can happen in season two. And it would be crazy if we find out that that's who gave Ahmed's balance scales to Harrow. Because we know that there's a huge criminal underground that is trading valuable artifacts. We still need to go back to Mandarpur. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. And I think that keeping his story pretty contained and not like bringing in other people helps to kind of not restrict the storyline. So, Eddie, who was your favorite character? Ooh, this is hard because Tyrat was awesome. I loved her being able to communicate through the dead bodies. I feel like it was the comedic relief we needed. Um, I loved Layla in her costume and her interpretation of 
Katara and herself communicating with each other. But the star of the show is Stephen Grant and Mark. So it's going to have to be Mark and Stephen Grant. Nice. Because the acting was amazing and we saw him get re-resurrected and put up a good fight. Yeah, he he really did. What about you? My favorite character of this episode is just going to have to be Layla as a Scarlet Scarab because her costume is amazing. She was able to practically fly and she was able to fight in a way that we haven't seen a female character fight in the MCU because she was basically bulletproof in a way. We have yet to see a female character in this show that doesn't use magic or cosmic powers to become bulletproof yet. So the fact that she is, the fighting style becomes very different and it just looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And I want to be her for Halloween. So let's go. (laughs) What was your favorite scene in the episode? Ooh, this is a hard one, too. Um, My favorite scene is probably going to be just how Emmett was, like, resurrected. Seeing this giant crocodile emerge from her idol. It was just really cool and not what I was expecting. I was expecting her to look like Conchu and seeing actual like flesh on the body and even her makeup. We obviously could tell it was a female. It mm-hmm. was so cool. And her hair. So, her hair was gorgeous. Yeah. What about you? My favorite scene is going to be the resurrection scene as well. But the reason is, it's because when she is talking to Harrow, she's like, your scales are unbalanced. And he's like, yeah, I know. I know that I am unworthy. I know that if I was on the other side of this mission, these people behind me would have sent me to the sands. But since it's me... I feel like I could change and I've been trying to. (laughs) So like he's a hypocrite. And I love that. I love that we learned that you're a hypocrite. You're a fraud. You were never worthy of any of this. And the only reason you are is because Ahmed decided, you know what? I need someone that's a little bit bad. You need to pick a side. It's basically what she's trying to say. Either you're with me. Or if you're completely leveled, you're going to go against me. So it's just going to have to be that scene. So now that we know that ancient gods are a thing besides like the Thor universe, now we have like these other gods as well. How do you think all this is going to play out with the MCU moving forward? I don't know. I feel like... We are getting all these powerful beings introduced into the MCU. So I'm very interested in finding out who's going to be the next big baddie. A lot of people are talking about it's going to be Kane the Conqueror. We saw the Celestials in the Eternals. But I feel like Marvel... We're not going to see the big baddie for a while because it kind of happened in the first in the first phase. Like we didn't see yeah. Thanos till uh, till like the Avengers, and that's yeah. like five five movies in. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's weird. I don't know where they go next because. 
would we will we ever see Moon Knight fight alongside Yelena or Kate? Right? It, or is it gonna be to the point where they start separating them into teams? Like we have mortals, humans over here, the cosmics are over there, and the gods are over there. And each one of these groups will have their own big baddie, but they're not really going to mix. They might mingle, but they're not going to mix. Yeah, which I kind of like that because it's like the movies. They have their own things to deal with. So Avengers not going to pop up in the middle of Egypt trying to save the world from these gods because. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, these gods would just eat them up in one gulp. <laughs> well, and it's one thing where I think that when you have more and more heroes coming in, it's easy for them to be like, uh, I, you got, you're good over there. You got it. Are you fine? Okay, because I got a I gotta thing to take care of over here. We're going to get the Captain Marvel scenario of she can't be everywhere. You guys, yeah. you guys, Earth has the Avengers. Like, I can go out and be over here. So I think if they do have a big baddie, it's going to be something that would be so up the chain that it would affect everybody from the cosmic to the magical to the gods down to the humans. We're like we're like at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to have to be something that will affect everyone coming from the top down. Yeah. Because now that we're getting the multiverse, like at this point, it's just going to be micro genres and micro stories and subsets and it's gonna be a hot mess and i am so grateful for the 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 brave people on the internet that keep us informed and try to sort everything out yeah <laughs> so that about wraps up this episode thank you so much for tuning in this week i have been your host irving and your host eddie and this has been discussing marvel a moon night after show join us next week as we discuss assembled the making of moon night